You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. Welcome. This is Suzanne Toro, and it is... Sunday morning here on the North American continent, hugging the Pacific coastline. And we've had a lot of energy moving through the air over the past four or five days, uh, which has brought forth for many uh, new awarenesses and perspectives. So I mentioned earlier this week in the full moon lead in for the meditation uh, about perspectives and when we work on a spiritual practice and the reason we call it a practice is because it takes that effort to move beyond self and move beyond what we think we know And this connects really deeply to that aspect of perspective because oftentimes we embellish in our mind, even embellish within our eyes what we see, even what we touch, because we have these senses and these memories that help us create stories. And so sometimes our mind can be a runaway train. It gets ahead of itself and starts creating things that don't exist. And sometimes those creations in our mind can be, you know, for the benefit maybe of self and others, yet... Oftentimes, I would say in the psyche of the humans here on planet Earth, we uh, tend to create more detriment with our mind than for the benefit of all. And as I've mentioned, the benefit of um, learning and practicing meditative repose is really an important aspect for all of us, because eventually uh, you will have a mind that's empty, not filled with thoughts, and then you use the mind for what it was intended for uh, to maybe create. And still, even in that creation process, the mind is empty. It's not thinking about things. It's not distracted. But you might use the mind to figure out spatial relationship, uh, do a mathematical equation, read. When the mind is empty to start, you will have better results (laughs) at anything you do from cooking, running, swimming, uh, singing, uh, being a computer programmer, all those things because the mind isn't distracted. Even if it's a subtextual uh, process for you as far as thinking And how this feeds into that word perspective is that uh, 
everything that we create in our mind is truly uh, an aspect of our consciousness and our subconsciousness. And it's really easy <laughs> to project that out onto others. And so when we start to take responsibility for self and separate out what's mine and what's yours uh, in the world that we're moving through, it becomes very, very, very uh, interesting to really take responsibility and self-accountability for what is yours. So oftentimes, and you can use this as a check-in, we can say things like, oh, you made me feel. <laughs> and really it's a choice if we want to feel a certain way. And it's our perspective that leads us into that emotion. And that perspective can be a split second because if we do have any karmic uh energies that are ready to ripen or be liberated or reconciled, the emotion can help be the catalyst to that. But it's in that perspective that leads us into our emotion. And then that leads us into our words and action. And that perspective takes place in our mind. And we can have I don't know, 10 or a million people all looking in on the same thing. And each and every one of them will have a slightly different perspective. And this is why I always encourage my clients and my students to keep it to what is. And even with intuitive information that you might be getting, like all of a sudden you get a gut feeling or sense or knowing or a thought that's just sudden those moments are best to be bookend meaning that you leave them there you don't add to the story you don't add to the information you don't go on a magic ride down a road that hasn't even been revealed to you and the reason this is so important is because Ultimately, we're learning to surf with our consciousness through space. And that's all there is, is space. You know, in science, they like to use the word time space, but there really isn't any quote-unquote time. There never was. But we applied it. We put these uh, constructs on there so that we could measure things. Yet, when it comes to, you know, how we move through space and these constructs, that becomes limiting and feeds into the perspective. If we say we only have X amount of years to do something or realize something or achieve something that's very limiting and in the spiritual practice we're working with the eternal being not necessarily the physical being and so all those efforts are 
not only for the present moment, but future moments. And when we become more and more adept at seeing what is, keeping proper perspective, getting radically honest with ourselves, we are going to find a much more ease with what is. And we learn to surf space. And this concept of time, you know, relates to, I always like to remind everyone, relates to binary codes. And there's a, a lot of people like listening to binary codes. Um, we are not a binary system. We spiral out and we will continue to spiral <laughs> Uh, in this centrifuge, if you will. And that spiral out then brings us to a spiral in and out, in and out, in and out, and we flow. Within that activity, there are absolutely no binary codes. And again, these were applied to measure things more than likely unnecessary and i can give the example uh you know i love to maybe you don't know but i love to create in the kitchen and my grandmother one of my grandmas she just used a little juice glass for everything to measure and so What's interesting, even in baking, because it used to be like, it has to be precise. And now the trend is to use a weight, you know, a weight machine, which is fascinating because if you're using a weight machine to prepare everything so it's exact, because there, there is, you know, you'll get different varieties, but it ends up being more visual. You know, if you watch people that are doing that, they're visually, they know all of a sudden what three cups a flower looks like and weighs as or what a pound of butter uh, looks like and what the weight will be and this is true even when I was working in the architecture and design field you start to see space and you know how big it is without having to get out a tape measure so my point in sharing this is that there's a precision that is afforded to us when we stay in our natural state of being. And that natural state of being can perceive what is, can calculate what is, and remember what is, and not get distracted by manipulating space with unnecessary codes. And this is what has happened to us through the media, through movies, through social media. We're held to confines of quote unquote time that limits our perspective. If I take a line out of a beautiful novel that gives you a limited perspective of what that novel is about. 
if I give you 15 second snippet of a song, an incident, a memory, it limits seeing what is. And in fact, it manipulates what is. And so we are at that juncture where we're ready to relate to space as we were designed to, not within digits and codes, but within our natural relationship to the ecosystem around us, to the ecosystem beyond us. And what that does is it frees us up. We don't need to create these stories. We don't need to create this sense of I and keep uh, getting distracted by what that is for the moment or what we're trying to be. Because as soon as you take those limitations off, imagine for a moment, you take off the limitations that you only have X amount of years to live, to reach your full potential, uh, to have a family, to uh, learn, to have mobility. That's very limiting. So once you start to lift that off and realize that there's just space all around you and it's yours to work with. And so how this relates to our spiritual practice is that as you dive deeper into a meditative practice, there's a phenomena that occurs. And I use that word phenomena because when we compare and contrast this phenomena to time, it will feel as if that word time vanished. And you know why? Because it doesn't exist. These constructs that we have created for ourselves only limit us. And what will happen when you are more diligent about practicing meditative repose and then bring your meditative repose into motion, this phenomena that occurs is that space expands and contracts, spirals in, spirals out. And in those moments, amazing things occur. All of a sudden what perceptually quote unquote should have taken an hour if measured on that Kronos time clock, <laughs> it only took 15 minutes. And so when we look at cycles in history, we have a very limited understanding of how much space has passed us by. We can keep applying measuring tools 
Yet that distracts us from the perspective. And that perspective is so valuable. That perspective gives us the greatest insight into your inner world and outer world. In addition, what happens when we work with our practice and our perspective, one, we become more objective. We can see what is, and we can work from there, meaning that what is in a moment that's what is, that's what we can see, that's what we we can visually record in our mind's eye. In today's day and age, we have photographs, photography that helps capture those. And so even when we s- create a still point of a perspective, it's limited. Again, like taking that book, that quote from the book, doesn't tell the whole story. Um, and so what happens as you continue to practice in your spiritual practice, feed your soul, you become more and more comfortable with seeing what is. You become more and more comfortable with seeing more of what is, which might shift your perspective. Because when we have locked opinions and judgments of self, others, places, this limits our ability to see. Because all of the sudden, we close our eyes in a certain direction. So if you only want to see 1% of what is, you've limited yourself to the other 99%. And so as a society, we're reaching this tipping point where we will all have to decide, do we want to see it all? The universe uh, has already somewhat all decided that for us. We all collectively co-created that. But you can ask yourself that question. And then even if you get a glimpse of it all, you still have to bring it back to here. So again, it's that spiraling out and then spiraling back in. Spiral out, spiral back in. So in this moment, you get to decide where you want to place your attention, where you want to focus, and you have the opportunity to remove all limitations, meaning you don't have to apply constructs that were superimposed upon your true nature. You know, the squirrels that run around, they have, they have no way of keeping track of time. They have no way of knowing their age. They know they get up every day. They go to sleep every night. And they do it all again. And during the course of their physical existence, they'll experience many things. And even those sometimes can be fleeting, those memories, because they stay in that present moment. 
that we all talk about, especially in spiritual community circles. So when we move beyond the present moment, that enables us to feel into future moments, to feel into future lifetimes, future existences, and not so much to control them, but to feel into your essence, the one that you want to retain and apply in every moment, and feel into the freedom that you would like to experience. And within that freedom, there's so many beautiful, miraculous things that occur. So how we can bring this back to you in this moment so you can start to work with your perspective of what is and expand it. First, you can check in with yourself. How limiting have you been with yourself in relationship to that word time? Kronos. And has that served you? Uh, just to have an awareness without judgment, just but with honesty. And then to ask yourself, how freeing would it be if I remove that? If I didn't lock myself into a perceptual coded system, if I released all binary codes from my consciousness and worked with the space around me, how does that feel? And then if you allowed all aspects of yourself to be present with you and that essence that you would like to refine in this cycle of life, without limitations, to apply yourself with freedom and then are you willing to see what is and meet what is with a soft gaze, an eagerness to learn, to engage with a beginner's mind? Are you willing to let the eye take the back seat and are you willing and ready to serve with that perspective? So these are a few things that you can start to contemplate and you don't have to digest it all or even have an answer to any of the things that I'm asking you or questions I'm asking you, but just to start to contemplate. 
And then as far as a practice as you flow into this next week is you can start to observe your mind when you go on a runaway magic carpet ride projecting into the future. Weaving into your future is a different practice. So first observe how often are you projecting into the future your fears, your doubts, your timelines, your binary codes. How long? How how much are you doing this? And not in a measure, but just feel into it. Like, ooh, it feels like the majority of my daily existence I'm projecting forward and back, forward and back. And then... You can ask yourself, am I willing to let go of this habit and free myself up? And the beautiful thing, as I've mentioned before, is that your life is pretty well written. And people don't always like to hear this, but yeah, it's pretty much well written. So if you move from this moment forward, knowing that you're going to Uh, intersect all the chapters you already wrote based on your choices from before here, that you have the opportunity to meet it with your grace, your ease, your essence, and continue to work on that essence that you want to hold. And so for each and every one of us, based on where we are spiritually, eternally, not so much the I, but eternally, that is going to be different. But what I can point you to is that the things that naturally uh, hold you up, stop you up, uh, trip you up, that's where your inner work is. That's where your essence is being revealed because there's a liberation within that. So if you tend to get angry, there's patience there. If you tend to be stuck in your grief, there's joy. There's joy. Uh, And then when we start to realize the the virtue in that which we're, we're destined to realize, we can serve with that virtue. We can serve with patience, joy, freedom. All these things, knowing. And so, as inspired, I would encourage you to observe. And then also observe how attached you are to timelines, codes, calendars and then start to observe if you're aware of the cycles are you aware of the cycles around you meaning the sun cycle the moon cycle are you aware of these things the season cycles your cycles and how they relate to those Within that, there is a lot of beautiful, beautiful information. And so I really encourage you in this moment 
just to be with that, feel into it. And then bit by bit, if inspired, let go of forcing yourself into these constructs. Yes, you, I can hear some of you saying, but I have to go to work from nine to five. I have to pay my rent at the first of the month, but I have to, of course, those are there for now, but not forever. So on a eternal level, if you can and are inspired to feel into that rhythm and that flow, it will carry forward with you from here into the next. And so fortunately, all you have to do is set little reminders and you don't even have to think about binary codes and all those things. You just set an alarm these days on the device that has trapped us in these codes. <laughs> but Or write it down. Just write it down. The, it's everywhere, these dates and times, so it's not like you're going to be out of it. But then put it away. You don't need to trouble yourself with all of that. <laughs> you don't need to lock yourself in to these things. And the one thing that, you know, indigenous and native tribes really honor are the cycles. And they honor the seasons of the human, the plants, the animals. And they see the value in all the seasons. They don't try to stop the seasons. That word anti-aging comes to mind. And you realize <laughs> the reason they had no purpose for that word is because something curious happens to people that have a spiritual practice as they uh, retain a youthfulness. And I'm not talking about physical traits, but they retain a youthfulness. And nature shows us this out in the forest. There's a youthfulness that the animals, the insects retain. You know, the trees show us certain cycles, but some trees retain a youthfulness to them uh, their entire life. A cycle, I should say. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to move into seated repose and we'll let random rab guide us from behind. Uh, I recommend that either you use a focal point, a soft gaze down in front of you. I recommend you let everything I just said wash over you and leave it there. Oral teachings are meant for that. You will remember what you need to remember. You will take with you what you need to take with you and it'll expand from there. And so during that meditation, keep those eyes locked on that spot or and or your breath, or if you want your eyes closed, close your eyes and simply follow your breath. Anything that comes into your consciousness, please leave it. Let it come in and out. Don't fight it. Don't push it away, but don't engage with it. And then when we go into the sounds, there's a brief transition there. Feel free to recline back into Shavasana. And then I'll meet you on the other side. With that being said, take a deep breath in. And exhale out. 
Again, inhale. And exhale. Another one, inhale. And exhale.
And simply, if you're still in an upright seated position, just bring yourself back into a reclined position if you're on a chair or a sofa, or if you're on your mat, recline back into Shavasana. And as you come to the earth, the floor, or the bed, just gently welcome your body to stay present, to soften, and to continue to dive into your inner landscape. Simply observe that breath, closing the eyes, and enjoying being here.
Taking a soft, gentle breath into your heart center. Gently breathing in. And out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Another one, inhale. And exhale. Continuing to gently breathe in and out. And then as you rise up into a seated position, if you so do choose, just take a moment to be with self. Give gratitude for all aspects of self. And if inspired, take some moments to observe your relationship to the perspective you have and just observe and as inspired see where you can create more space all around you letting go of the constructs that limit you. And just allowing that to be. And see how you relate with life around you, with the what is, your essence weaving into the future, and your gifts that are intended to be of service to self and others. Until next time, this is Suzanne signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply. Ah uh-huh.
着。